Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to session number 20 of the Trailer Music Composers podcast. Cue the trailer voiceover. One man... With one microphone, who can't resist a peanut butter and honey sandwich. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another session of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Um, in today's session I wanted to talk about something pretty special. Um, but before I do, I want to go back in time to when I first started out as a composer. So this is when I was at uni. So my university course was very broad and very artsy, so it wasn't a traditional music degree. In fact, it was a music and art degree, so you can imagine where where it was going with that. Most of the stuff, I mean, it's amazing education, but it didn't have lessons in orchestration. Well, we had the odd impromptu one, but... uh, it wasn't like a classical education in music, so I took it upon myself to teach myself these things on the side. So I took theory exams and I studied orchestration, studied scores, and one of the things I did was I had a folder and I had determined what a successful version of myself would be able to do if I was a composer. And one of the biggest aspects of those things that I decided was successful was being able to write and read notation. Now, I, I could always, already read notation um, because I, I trained as a guitarist, as a classical guitarist as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I had some knowledge there. Um, but writing it with the idea that I knew what it would sound like uh, or reading it with an idea that I knew what it sounded like was a different thing altogether. So I would, if I saw a notation, I wouldn't be able to sing it. Or, you know, I could tap the rhythms to you, but that was about it. I'd, I'd need to pick up my guitar to play it. Um, so I had this one of the sheets. You know, there were, what were the things I covered? Like oral perception, sight reading, uh, notation to compose, notation to read, all sorts of this, all sorts of things. But the thing I'm focusing on here is I wanted to be able to write music and know what it sounded like and then translate it to an orchestra or a full score. And I started doing this in my orchestra. I took orchestration lessons as well uh, to help with this. Um, And that idea felt so romantic to me. Uh, I don't mean romance like... uh, taking your wife out to dinner I mean romance like uh, you know rose tinted goggles type of romance you know the the lovely version of what a composer does which is sits down with a piece of notation paper and listens to the birds and notates the birds and turns it into an orchestral cue you know that type of thing Uh, or you know goes to a remote island and listens to folk songs and 
turns them into an orchestral cue. So basically, I wanted to be able to write orchestral cues with a piece of paper and a pencil and know exactly how it was going to sound. Um, needless to say, the moment I started MIDI programming more, uh, that fell by the wayside. Because as a, as a working composer, who didn't often use live sessions, it wasn't needed. And when I did use live sessions, I often hired a copyist to do the hard grunt work, because it takes ages. Um, you know, I still have the skills, still can read, but I never developed that writing to listen very much. I never took it further than doodling a couple of melodies within sort of set scales or arpeggios. I never took it further than that. As much as I enjoy, I loved that doing that because, you know, it kind of ended up that I often end up music that sounded like Philip Glass, especially when I was doing arpeggio work. Um, but I loved the idea of thinking about it uh, in a different way. You know, when you, I when I sit down to write using MIDI it's very pattern based and that's not a bad thing it's just one way of writing when I sit down to work with audio it's very experimental it's it's playful it's uh, I'm not thinking necessarily about the structure I'm thinking about the sounds and the textures it's again a different approach and with notation I'm thinking more about the functional harmony and melody how is that interacting with this next note uh, you know, and uh, I, I studied to an extent counterpoint, and it used to make my brain melt because of the amount of rules that I purposefully stopped because a couple of the rules I completely disagreed with. It's like uh, you can't have parallel fifths and parallel octaves. What are you saying? All of my rock music is wrong. So yeah, stop that. Although it's amazing, it's uh, it wasn't in line with my desires. So like I said, that fell by the wayside until. One of the composers, who's part of my Trello Music School, posted on the Trello Music School Facebook group. Hey, you guys should check this out. If you haven't seen it, it's called Staff Pad. I was like, oh, what's this? Watch this video of somebody with an iPad and an Apple Pencil scribbling on a stave that's then turned into a digital score that you can then play through. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Kind of like a, a note note hand-drawn version of Sibelius which I is an amazing tool but I often found clunky as a way to compose straight straight into um, so I carried on watching and then they did this thing it was like oh here's this piece of music oh and you can play it through all of the sample libraries that you have rich it didn't say that but it went to this little shop page. Obviously, they're additional extras to the already already pretty pricey app. Um, I could buy the Spitfire samples I have, and the notation would play through the Spitfire samples. I was like, what? Can this export audio? Yes, it can. And <laughs> I am incredibly excited about this. Uh, to the point where I'm doing a podcast about it and I've only had a little play with it so far. The reason I'm so excited about it is because it may change the way I write going forward. Um, and, you know, obviously when I'm doing sound design work, it's not going to change that because I, I need all my audio plugins and I like sitting on my big computer for that stuff. Uh, and if I'm doing anything that involves synths, won't need it. But for my cinematic piano and orchestral writing, hells yeah!
this might be a game changer because if you can export the audio admittedly the reverb is burnt in and uh, the the mic positions are burnt in but to be honest I don't often fuss about that stuff anyway the reverb sounds good, it sounds good why change it? unless I'm going for a specific effect same for mic positions um, I'm not a particularly fussy guy when it comes to that stuff so I was thinking okay I could potentially write a piano piece on the train brackets I don't ever really get the train so I'm kind of romanticising that situation already uh write out a piano piece that loads up a Spitfire piano or whichever piano it is and export that as an audio file that could then become a track uh hello so you're saying I could sit on my sofa notate some work notate some orchestral cues and export the audio and or the MIDI of course um, if I wanted to Yes, I could. And this feels like the thing I've been trying to aspire to for ages, which is I love having my studio and I love being able to work at home, but I also like being able to have the flexibility of maybe doing a bit of work when I'm out and about. You know, popping over to Costa, having a coffee, sitting down, writing an album. Boom. I just think that is incredible. You know, the, the sheer flexibility that that could add to my work. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, mind blown. Admittedly, I've had a try, and it's not as uh, fluid as I had hoped, but it's just like anything. It needs some practice, and I need to understand the shortcuts and all of the quirks of the app first. Uh, but I'm idealising the situation here, where I master this app and I master using the Apple Pencil um, and uh, I start just writing piano works solo piano works that is perhaps with some string backgrounds that use the sample libraries that sound amazing and sending them to the publisher I did it all on my iPad I mean what's not to like about that? Brackets, I did all of this on my iPad, sat, sat by a pool. Although, if I was sat by a pool, I'd probably go for a swim rather than doing some work. But again, the romanticising the situation. And the wonderful thing here is it ties in with one of my first goals as a composer, which is to be able to work with notation to produce scores and kind of know what I'm going to be writing. I mean, like I said, I can do it. I can sit down with score and have a gist of what it's going to sound like. But I feel like this will just be another way to practice it and get better at it and improve a skill that I think is a highly admirable one, which is the ability to imagine the score in your mind whilst abstractly looking at some symbols on a page. Brackets, like reading. I mean, I just, I, I don't think I'm the only one whose mind is blown by this, given the feedback that this post on the group got, and given that there's all sorts of forums about it, and also other composers are already using it, because I'm a bit, I'm, I'm not ahead of the game when it comes to tech uptakes, I'm usually far behind, um, or at least I'm with the majority, but this, I am very, very excited about this. I mean, just think about the flexibility of being able to score 
the thing, export the MIDI, shove it into Logic, change the samples you've got. It's just so exciting. And also, the thing is, I think it takes advantage of multiple articulations in a much more intuitive way. You know, come on, guys. I don't, I mean, there probably are, but who really uses key switches? in that great detail unless you are doing some mock-up for a film score and even then you've probably loaded the articulations in different instances of different channels just to have the ability to tweak them better um i just think that's amazing that you can you can do your notation you can flip the articulations naturally just using the notation and you have the score i mean think of this as somebody who who writes piano music uh, obviously, me, uh, but actually it writes it as their commercial entity, as their commercial release. You could write your ideas down and you've got the score ready. And you can export the MIDI and you can do, do whatever it is you want. The score is functioning as something you could sell, give away, whatever, have. And I know, that, you know yes, I've used these, I've used Sibelius and I haven't used Finale, but that's because I've always stuck with Sibelius, but Yes, I understand the whole thing about MIDI notation softwares, but just the the fact that you can use decent samples and export it just on your iPad and write it in with a pencil, I just feel like my mind is blown. Uh, um, maybe maybe I should rename this episode uh, Simple Composer's Mind Blown by Old Technology, but <laughs> I'm very, very excited about this. And I think you should be too. It's like the ability to use a Mac Mini to run a music studio. It's these things that we have got now as composers that not even that, not even a decade ago we would not have had. I mean, what are we, 2020, 2010? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- th- even the iPhone I'm recording this on now, I mean, that still blows my mind. This is, this is more powerful than my com- family computer when I was a kid. Uh, I just think we are so incredibly lucky to have all of these amazing tools to not just enable our creativity, but to enhance it. And I say enhance it because we are able to do a huge amount of things now with very little thing, with very little tools. Uh, and I say I mean very little, as in small. You know, you can have. I mean, I can record for you know several tracks on my iPhone. This is this is more powerful than my four-track recorder, you know. And now I've got an orchestra at my fingertips on an iPad with a, an Apple Pencil. I just think it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, if you haven't already checked it out, please do check it out because I think it's well worth it. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to do an updated video on, on my YouTube channel about this once I've got used to it and had a few... Uh, had had chance to wrestle with the quirks of the software because admittedly I still um, I haven't been able to draw quavers properly but um, and for those of you who didn't learn the uh, silly English terms for musical notation that's uh, eighth notes anywho uh, yeah go check out Starpad I mean yeah this isn't like a paid promotion or anything I'm just very excited about it genuinely um, and in, and you know maybe I'll approach them and be like hey guys uh, this is awesome. Uh, can I have a freebie, please? Uh, oh, you've already bought the software. Oh, never mind. Um, go check them out because I think, you know, even if it's just something that gets you excited, worth it. 
Anyway, I'm going to go and uh, um, go back home and crack out my iPad and have a little play with the, uh, the Apple Pencil and Staff Pad and see what I can do and see if I can achieve the aims that I want to. Uh, hopefully I can because then, great, I can produce my piano albums at home. Oh wait, I did that already. I mean on the fly. <laughs> Using an iPad. Awesome. Guys, thanks so much for taking your time to listen to this. Um, I know it's a bit of a salesy one, which is weird because I'm not selling it, I'm just telling you how awesome and excited I am about it. But I think uh, it's really important to bear in mind your goals as a composer and how you can find things that help you get there. And this one is certainly going to help me get to another one of my goals. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.